I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Jack and Joe Show. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. Welcome to another episode of the Jack and Joe Show with me, Jack Eskin Taylor. Me, Joe McCarthy. Today we're here with the director of Peninsula Property, one of the biggest HMO management companies in Merseyside. He's got 16 years of property experience and he's also got his own portfolio as well. Welcome, Joe. Joe Binley. Thank you. How are you, Joe? I'm very well. I'm very well. It's very nice what you said about me. So. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm really good. Great. Yeah. Nice little introduction. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, when did you get started in property? So, been in, been in property pretty much all of my adult life. Yeah. After school, straight straight into property. Work experience as a kid in property, um, estate agency. Worked up in corporate agents. Um, a couple of local ones, Chester, Liverpool. Um, four years ago, started building up my own portfolio. Um, started property sourcing. Um, started doing little bits of management here and there, yeah. educational stuff, um, and from there, coupled with getting a little bit sick of working for somebody else, um, went off on went off on my own and kind of went head first, jumped in, and here we are five years down the line, um, and I haven't really haven't really looked back. So yeah, it's it's painful, it's painful at times, <laughs> but it's um, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, five years now. Um, the, the the business has been going so sourcing initially, um, and now we're we're really building up the the lettings and the management side of things. So yeah, yeah. So um, what will be your speciality when it comes to the lettings and management? I think it was the HMOs. You yeah. So the the, the, the HMOs are our. I, I won't say they're our bread and butter because we we heavily rely on single lets as well. But I guess if you were to if you were to Google us, if you were to look at us, or locally, we're, we're probably known more for for HMO management. Um, one because I think we do it really well, um, and two because there's not really anybody else that likes getting their the hands dirty and getting involved in HMO management. There's a bit of a stigma with HMOs and with with management of HMOs in general, um, but I think if it's done right, we we've certainly had success with it. Um, yeah. You know, we manage now over over two hundred and fifty units right. um, ac- across the Wirral. Um, across Liverpool, and we're we're certainly one of the biggest in the northwest, and certainly in Merseyside, we are the biggest. So, um, I, I guess you could say we're 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 better known for HMOs because it's yeah. what we do really well. But single lets are a big part of our of our business as well. Yeah, very good. 
So um, in relation to the HMOs, what would be kind of one of the things, one of the kind of common issues that might come up in, in HMO management? <sighs> Management and management itself. If you if if you think if you've got a sing a two bed single let property, it's yeah. got one one or two tenants in it. Yeah. It's a breeze. You know you collect your five hundred pound a month rent, charge charge your percentage off. It goes to the landlord. Mm. You you inspect it every four months. It's easy. If you can imagine you've got six plus tenants living in a HMO property, they're all they've all got different. You know. Um, timetables they're all doing different things it's six plus personalities mm. it, it becomes a different it becomes a different ball game altogether so I think you've got to be really careful with that we we, we do things a little bit differently so we're we're a 24 7 365 agent yeah. so we we have to be on call 24 7 we're one of the only agents in the area who are regulated by the council nice. um, again we have quite strict standards to to maintain a lot of landlords that you'll you'll talk to have HMO portfolios who say they're a nightmare they're they're either self-managing landlords who maybe aren't doing it very well yeah um or they've got the wrong quality of tenants in them so five years ago when we first started doing this a, a, a HMO room would define would be defined by a a room without a fire door with a, a single bed in it yeah some crappy IKEA furniture, <laughs> um, and the landlord will collect the rent weekly, yeah. and it and it was run like that. And they were generally let to housing benefit tenants, tenants yeah. who couldn't afford one bed flats. Mm. That's the kind of thing. Now our, our HMOs are, are the complete opposite end of the scale. So everything that we do, it's it's high spec. Yeah. Most of them are on suites. They're all top end furniture. We do or work for big companies locally. So we do we do Camel Eds, we do Unilever, okay. we do the three local hospitals on the world. And generally, if they're looking for rooms, these guys look for rooms, they'll come to us. Yeah. Um, nice. So we're, we're, we're pretty well known locally for rooms. You go on spare room, those things, you know, generally the kind of top ones that come up are, are generally ours amongst others. Yeah. There's still some, some really good self-managing landlords out there, but I think it's now becoming a bit of a dying breed. Yeah, it seems like, especially here, like in Merseyside and Liverpool, HMOs do seem to be kind of, there's a lot of competition right there right now. So yeah. in order to kind of stand up, stand out, we're seeing that, you know, it has to be done up to the high spec. That's, high it, that's, it, that's exactly what's needed. We we found last year when the new licensing came in, so mm. the new licensing came in October last year for five bed HMOs, a lot of landlords just fell out of love with them. So yeah. they'd either, a lot of them turned them back into single lets, you know, into yeah. big houses, family homes. Um, a lot of landlords just said, Do you know what, I'll get rid. Um, yeah. Just because they'd fallen out of love with them, they maybe didn't have the, the heart to spend the money on them, upgrading fire doors, alarm systems, whatever it may be. So we're, we're just over 98% occupied, which um, it's not always that way, uh, but we're always in and around those numbers. Um, and I think that's just on the back of the way we do things, the, you know, our, our management levels. We've got now four members of staff in the office, um, and that, that's growing. Um, we already, within come March, we're going to be introducing probably another 50 rooms to the market nice. in terms of refurbs, what's going on at the minute. Um, so it's, it's always growing um, so yeah so certainly early signs at the minute are, are still pretty good okay that's Lovely. good just had a quick question about sort of like common mistakes that, that people make with HMOs yeah. is there anything that you generally see all the time when landlords come to you and say can you take this management on yeah I mean a lot of landlords we're, we're always really careful where we invest and where our clients invest so yeah. do, 
certainly the world, not so much Liverpool, but the the world's a really a really strange place yeah. because you could be, you know, no no disrespect to it, but you could be in in the arse end of Birkenhead. Um, you drive two minutes up the road, you know, you're you know you're you're a detached property that's you know twenty times the price tag of what yeah. that property was in Birkenhead and. So I think, and again, even in the the better areas, there are good roads and there are bad roads. So I think many landlords will look for. We do things in, in initially when we're, we're we're looking for property, a little bit almost backwards. So we will, rather than looking for individual properties, yeah. we will look at the individual areas first. We'll then find a property within that area. So so many landlords come to me and say, "I've bought this property in this road," and I'm thinking. That road's awful, you know. And we're yeah. we're not always right. Don't get me wrong. You know, sometimes I've said to lines before, that's not going to work, and it's worked. Yeah. Um, but nine times out of ten, we do so much due diligence, so much research. Um, it's always handy having a portfolio of property so you know what works already. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about having that local knowledge. So I think many landlords go wrong because they'll go running after the property or they'll get excited. I've got this property, and they'll then realise further down the line it maybe isn't going to work from an area point of view, a refurb point of view. A lot of HMOs you've got to rejig them, you know, rejig yeah. them round. We have a lot of landlords who say, I've bought a three bed house that I'm going to turn into a five bed HMO. I want it to have all on suites. And I'll yeah. say, Great, so you've had it you've had a drain survey. No? So well, you know, these drains have got to go somewhere, you know. So sometimes there's a lot more thinking involved. Yeah. Mm. Um that's why I think for for us education's a big thing, property education's a big thing. I think the the, the market is becoming more professional. Yeah. Landlords are thinking outside the box from what they were if you compare it to something like ten years ago where, you know, a get rich quick scheme by buying a load of two bed terraced houses. Yeah. You know, now landlords are doing HMOs, doing serviced accommodation, looking at land with planning permission, you know, there's yeah. there's so many different niches that you can look at now. Um, but for us, whatever you're looking at my biggest advice would be put the put the research and speak to speak to a professional. Yeah. We would much rather people come to us and say, I'm looking at this. Yeah. What do you think? Rather than coming to me and saying, I've bought this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get me out of the shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's um for us, get do your due diligence, you know, get your speak to your council, speak to the agent, speak to your builders, yeah. um, get everything in black and white. You know, things like with the HMO offices at the council, make sure they're aware of things at the very early stages. As as much of a, of a pain as they can be, they're there to work with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just get get all your groundwork done yeah. um, initially, and you, you you'll generally be okay. Okay, so with reference to to like landlords bringing properties to you, do you get many people coming to you with? Two three bed properties, saying I'm going to do you know a mini HMO or mini most. Yeah, say. yeah, we do. It's become it's become more more common. Yeah. Um, I think landlords now are, and quite rightly so, are probably scared off by the eight, nine, ten bed HMOs. Yeah. They don't really work. There's not many properties that suit. Um, yeah. obviously voids are a lot higher. So landlords now are trying to get into mini mos as they call them, where you know you may be buying a two three bed terrace converting into a four bed HMO. Yeah. Uh, one, they're easier to manage. We don't really get any local demand from local people for those. Uh, they're, they're generally southern-based investors yeah. or overseas investors. Mm. Um, and again, we'll, we'll work in the exact same way. Even though they're not licensable, mm-hmm. we'll still do, we'll, we'll always try and future-proof them. So yeah. 
we'll always put fire doors in them, we'll always put alarm systems in them. One, you're future proofing it. Yeah. Two, your tenants are safe. Yeah. Um, and we can all sleep better at night. Yeah. And two, you just bring the better, uh, better quality of product to the market. If you then, as as the council did last year, where they changed the the licensing regulations, yeah. I think as HMOs become more popular, which they they are certainly in the north of England. Mm. Um, the likeness of it is they'll probably move the goalposts again yeah, at some will, point. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want to be going back to our clients and saying, well, that refurb you did eighteen months ago. You've now got to spend another five, six thousand pounds putting fire doors in, putting an alarm system in. Yeah, it, it's just bad management. So we 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 do we do everything that we can. We would do on a five bed, on a four bed. Yeah, same same. Um, and and for us that works. But yeah, I mean the the model is very much the same. You're attracting a a, a similar quality of tenant. Yeah. If anything, they're a little bit easier to let because they're a bit more personal. Okay. Tenants okay. tend to enjoy living more with in with a smaller amount of tenants. Nice. So what, um, what's the um, with reference to like having all ensuite rooms and, mm. and you know maybe if you had a free bed terraced house it, like you said it'd be hard to squeeze all yeah. ensuites in. Yeah. What's the demand like for properties where they're sharing maybe all tenants sharing one or two bathrooms? Yeah I mean it's um, it's it's certainly lower but again yeah. I think going back to when we were speaking about the marketing I think that yeah. as long as you're marketing it in the correct way so we we had a four bed property in Rock Ferry that um, it was a, a four bed two bath so yeah. it was we managed to get a bedroom downstairs a communal living space kitchen downstairs as well under the stairs we managed to convert into a shower room upstairs we have three bedrooms and another bathroom so it was four four rooms sharing two bathrooms yeah um we knew that the the market there wasn't going to be high high end um the first thing we did you look at the property you look at the location okay what's it on the doorstep of let's go and talk to camel heads yeah camel heads took all the rooms off us 12 month leases and again it's about being proactive yeah you can't sit there put it on spare room put it on right move and sit there and wait for the phone to ring you know yeah. those days are gone um so again i think it's about knowing your market knowing your property um and on the back of that you're generally pointing in the right direction all right, thanks for all the tips there now on HMOs. Just want to touch base on single lets and uh -huh. uh, tell us a bit about your experience with them. Um, to, to be honest with you, I've actually got more experience in single lets than we have HMOs. We were kind of pushed down the garden path with, with HMOs when we were setting the business up, but I've got a, a portfolio of single let properties myself. Um, when I when I first got involved in property, it was always single lets. You know, HMOs were unheard of. Yeah. Service accommodation was unheard of. It was all very single let single let single let so um portfolio of single lets we manage over 100 single lets within the business yeah. um again for an array of people all around the world um you know local people overseas southern based um a little bit of everything yeah. um again i think locally there's a, a really good single let market out there um Again, with Birkenhead, it's a strange place. Wallasey's a strange place. You know, you've got good roads, bad roads, mm, roads yeah. you won't go anywhere near. Yeah. So, it's, especially for a more novice investor, you need to you need to make sure you're advising them in the best way because mm. they'll see. You know, if you think if you're a London-based investor and you see a property in Birkenhead for thirty thousand pounds, you're probably not going to care where it is. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, it could be the middle of Beirut, and a London-based investor would would probably still buy it because it's thirty thousand pounds. But it's only when you sit down, you go over the numbers with them, you go over the risk with them. Mm. Um, yeah. And as a as a local agent, you know, I live in the area, work in the area. You, 
you almost feel you have a duty to these people by yeah. saying, well, have you considered this, this, and this? And not not every deal's like that. You know, there are still yeah. some great deals out there. Um, but you have to try and convince these guys that not just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. So um, say, say if they're interested in a house, say, on a scale of one to ten, and one being the Bronx and ten being Manhattan, <laughs> if you were, like, in an area that was, like, say, a two or a three. Yeah. Uh, how would you go about, say, screening the tenants, doing the due diligence on the tenants prior to letting it I out? I mean, with, without sounding awful, there's 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 somebody out there for every single property. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not all going to get, you know, the Queen's not going to move to Birkenhead tomorrow, is she? You know, so it's, you know, you've got you've got to be realistic. You know, there are, there are certain roads that have certain people living within them. It's their home. That's fine, you know, so... Again, your tenant selection's key, certainly on single lets, not so much on the on the HMO side of things because the professional lets are the professional lets. With yeah. with the single lets, um, you know, it's it's about your tenant selection, it's about matching the right tenants up with the right property. So we do a lot of work with the council. So we do a lot of work with um, sheltered accommodation, the different sheltered units within the council, the homelessness teams, things like that. So we try and give back as an agent. Yeah. Um, and, and help the councils, you know, so if they have, um, you know, somebody who they've been looking after who's been in, in council accommodation, we'll contact them and they're maybe going through a consultation period with them. We'll say, okay, well, we've maybe got this property um, in Birkenhead or in Wallasey, wherever it may be. Um, would they be interested in it? And nine times out of ten, they would come back and they, they would look at it. Yeah. Um, the, the councils are as bad as they are, they, you know, with all the cutbacks and everything else, you know, they they are still trying to do do a service to these these yeah. tenants, you know, with the homelessness teams and things like that. And so you had a private landlord come to you now, and you're marketing it out to a tenant. Tenant comes to you. Um, what way would you do the referencing? Like, what kind of has anyone ever tried to pull the wool over your eyes? Yeah, your all, all, all the time. All the yeah. time. I mean, no day. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When we're some some days you feel like you're not a letting agent. You feel like you're a social worker. You feel <laughs> you feel you feel like you're the police. You feel like you're the. I feel like I'm the dad sometimes. You know because you, some some of the people that we meet on a on a general day to day basis, it's not. It can be a really, can be a really satisfying job, but it can re- also be a really dissatisfying job. So, we do referencing on all tenants, whether they're renting a, a room, a single let. So we use a, a local company to do all of our referencing yeah. checks. Um, it's it's a thorough reference as well. Yeah. So, we have um, last three years residency, employer checks, guarantor checks, mm. CCJ checks. You know, you name it. Mm. There's 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 referencing done. Now, the where where the issue lies is there's nothing stopping a tenant putting on. And this is not just with us. This is with any agent across the country. There's nothing stopping a tenant being evicted from a property. Um, and putting on an application form that she's rented off of their best friend. <laughs> their best friend was their landlord, and their best yeah. friend's going to give them a glowing reference. It's going to mm. come back to me. So yeah, they paid their rent on time. There were no problems. Mm. Yeah. So there's a there's a bigger issue with it. I think it's it's more of a society issue than we tried. We tried a few years ago. Funny story for you. We tried a few years ago to get a um, a blacklist tenant database. Right. Between me, a couple of the other local agents, big agents, um, letting agents, we, we all clubbed together and we said, okay, if we if I've had a bad tenant, I'll put this tenant on the, the tenant database. Yeah. 
and all these other agents will be able to access the database and you can leave comments, you know, mm. they left owing X amount of arrears, whatever, and you're almost doing your own due diligence on these people before they even applied. If they were on the list, mm, yeah. they weren't moving in. Um, problem with that is that the, the council got involved in it very quickly. Because, really? yeah, the pro- problem with the council, the problem the council had with it is that if, if private landlords and letting agents weren't going to let properties to these people, they then became the council's problem. Yeah. And the council don't want problems. Mm. The council don't have enough property as it is. So they we, we, we quickly, very quickly received a solicitor letter right. um, saying we were we were breaching tenants' human rights, it was a breach of data protection. Wow. So we, we, we very quickly had to take that down. But I th- I think something like that is needed. Yeah. Um, certainly for private landlords, you know, it's you, Even if it meant that you just got a bigger deposit or you yeah. needed more security yeah, or I mean, benefits or yeah, whatever, yeah, I mean a lot any any tenant on benefits now with, with the new universal credit system, mm. um you you'll talk to many people on the new universal credit system and they'll say it's an absolute nightmare, don't touch tenant on universal credit, you get nothing but problems. The reality is it's a system that works if you if you if you line all your ducks in a row. Yeah. So if you um, before a tenant moves in, if you get them to fill in the necessary forms, if you get them to fill in the necessary paperwork to get your rent direct, mm-hmm. yeah. um, nine times out of ten, many landlords don't do that, which is why they have problems further down the line. Can you still do? You, you can, can still do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They the, the tenant does have to meet a certain criteria, so that's okay. always something I'd say to listeners if they're thinking, oh, I'm just going to apply to get my rent paid direct to me. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me first if you need any help on it. Um, Generally, we, we we don't have any. So all of, all of our tenants, we probably have twenty percent of our tenants on housing benefit. Okay. All every single tenant has rent paid direct to us. So none of our tenants are ever renter is. Yeah. Um. It's a system that can work. It's still a like with anything. It's still a developing system, yeah. and it still does have its flaws. I'm not going to say it's and say it's great, but because it, it still has its flaws, like with anything, like with many councils. <laughs> um, but it's a system that if you play it right, it can work. Mm. Um, you know, so hopefully that then stops problem tenants and everything else. Yeah. Okay. I'm, st- I'm still a social worker though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to see, I say I've seen a lot over the years. Yeah, there's there's probably not many things. No, no day's ever the same, and that's why <laughs> that's what I always say to our new starters that come in. Um, we took on an apprentice not so long ago, and um, I kind of said to her, you know. Everybody think buy to let landlords have got loads of money. It's an easy system. They just sit there counting their money all day. Yeah. <laughs> the the reality is it's it's the complete opposite. It's tougher. It's probably tougher than ever. Yeah. You know, there's so many more people wanting to do it. The amount of people I speak to on a daily basis who say I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a property portfolio and I'm gonna give up work. You know, this time next year we'll be millionaires and all that kind of thing. You know, and the reality is it's very different and it's um, it's very tough out there. Yeah. Um, but. If you do it right, as I said before, if you get the good advice, if you speak to the right people, mm-hmm. um, get the correct education, yeah. you know, you, you, you're putting yourself in the best possible place. Yeah, nice, okay. Yeah, brilliant. So have you got any sort of advice for, let's say to some listeners now looking to invest in HMOs or single lets on mm-hmm. the will? We've had yep. a couple of people get in touch with us since yep. we've started the podcast, that's the asking us, yep. reaching out to us, trying to get some information on the areas. Is there yep. any advice you could give to anyone? Speak to local people. Yeah. So speak to you guys speak as, as, as the experts, as the sources. Speak to me as, as the letting agent. Yeah. Um, don't feel like you can't ask. You know, so many people will say to me, and they'll probably say the same to you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bother you. Um, can I just ask you about this? Can I just ask you about that? I mean, we we give out 
free advice you know it's yeah. and we we would much rather and as i'm sure you boys would you'd much rather give free advice out to people rather than sorting a load of problems out further down the line because those poor people have gone wrong whether it be investing in the wrong property or they've paid too much for a property yeah. or they've overpaid at an auction whatever it may be mm-hmm. so the best advice i can give and i would probably have a lot more property now my, myself if i'd have spoke to people in the early yeah. days i think people People could people, and certainly I was guilty of it. You're very cautious. You're waiting for that golden deal to come mm, through. Yeah. The reality is, you could, you can mould any any property into a deal if you're if you're structuring it right, if you're buying it right. Yeah. Um, but sit down, do your numbers, talk to people. Um, still be cautious because you've always got to be cautious in property. But you know you've um, you know. Get, get stuck in because there's still deals out there certainly locally yeah um but yeah my big, biggest thing i could say is pick up the phone and yeah. you know ask yeah yeah someone local someone local somebody that knows what they're doing yeah. um you know we we will many of our clients we, we've never met you know yeah. because they're, they're the other side of the world or whatever it may be and we will openly say to people we we will give out references to people you know you have to practice what you preach you know and I, th- I would always say be very careful with who you deal with your builder yeah. you know your letting agent you know do your do your due diligence do your research if a builder or a letting agent doesn't want to give you a couple of references you've got to question why yeah um you know and if if you're getting if you're getting good signs then you know generally you're right yeah yeah you touched on as well there before that you have a 24-hour maintenance on call <laughs> you're on call yeah. 24 hours yeah so um so that means obviously you got the systems, the systems in place there yep. to be able to handle all that. Yeah. Um. How long does it take for you to build up that system or get that team in place to be we, able to handle we, that? We have a team in place for that, so it's not when when I first set the business up, the 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 twenty four hour hotline as we called it was me. Okay. So. So you were on call twenty four <laughs> hours. My my wife nearly divorced me <laughs> several times because I would get you know you're out for. A meal on a Friday or a Saturday night, yeah. the phone would go, and a fire alarm system had gone off somewhere. A tenant was smoking in the room and had set the sprinkler systems off, and it was at times it was um, it was it was, te- it was testing. Let's say <laughs> um, now we're a little bit more fortunate, whereby we have the phone systems in the office that divert. Um, tenants will when they leave voicemails will will be pointed in the right directions. So yeah. We have a team of. Of contractors, whether it be a plumber, whether it be a, a gas engineer, an electrician, whatever, yeah. whatever is needed, yeah. um, we have guys on standby. And again, I think where a lot of agents will go wrong, or a lot of landlords will go wrong, is they don't put the foundations in place. So, mm-hmm. you know, they'll a tenants calling. Tenants, tenants can be demanding. You know, you, you. I say several times, well, what would happen if that's this happened? If it was your own property, what would you do? You know, and mm-hmm. as an agent, you just have to front that, and you have to, you have to go with it. Yeah. Um, but I think you know you have to have the foundation in place. But with our, with our twenty four hour systems, we're the only agent on the world to have that, yeah. um, and that was a really big selling feature for us. The you know there's no you you'll get a, a voicemail from somebody, but nobody will, will deal with it. If someone's phoning on a Saturday afternoon, they're not going to get anything until a Monday. No. Um, if you're a tenant without heating and hot water, you know you're going to be yeah. pretty, you're going to be pretty cheesed off. Um, so we we like to think we we give tenants a really good service as well, yeah. and on the back of that, our landlords are happy. Um, you know, so a lot of landlords and we as an agent, we have to remind ourselves. You know, yes, we always try and work with our landlords, but 
without tenants we wouldn't have any landlords and, mm. and vice versa so I think it's important to service both of them in, in the same way definitely yeah we hear a lot that like the happier a tenant is the longer they're going to stay yeah. the less voids you're going yeah, to have absolutely you know, and I think and I think that goes back to your tenant selection as well if you're getting you know we only we only actually offer tenancies to probably 80% of people that apply with us okay. um, one because they might not fit the bill yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking at going back to the HMO side of things, if you've got a tenant that you think, okay, they're maybe not going to fit mm. in that in that environment of that house, we'd much rather say no to that tenant or put them onto something else than mm. have a, a house full of people that are unhappy because it's caused disruption, it's caused things, you know, it's caused problems. So, mm. um, but yeah, I completely agree with your happy tenants. Uh, yeah. You've got a happy agent yeah. <laughs> and you've got a happy landlord as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, as well as it gets back to what you were saying about doing up the property initially, having it properly done up to a very good standard. Do, do it to a good standard. Don't cut corners. Yeah. You know, again, we all go to these properties where you know they may be being sold, and you know you look at them on right move, and it says it's gone. It's had a full refurb done on it, mm. and you walk in and you think, "Where's where's the refurb?" You know, <laughs> and, you know. And, Unfortunately, it's the way it is. Poor properties are going to attract poor tenants. Mm, yeah. And, you know, that that's just, that's, that's a fact, you know. So from our point of view, and the, the problem with that is it then causes you problems down the line. You've got management problems. Yeah. You've then got conflict with the tenants if mm. things aren't working. And it, it, it just, it just, it all falls into a bad experience. Mm. Yeah. What, um, what's like a, um, <clears throat> with reference to single let's what's a, a common mistake that you have to deal with maintenance all the time where landlords don't really spend enough money on damp 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 is the biggest thing a lot in Birkenhead on the Wirral there's a lot of properties with bays in them bay yeah. windows yeah. Uh, a lot of terraced houses flat roofs um, a lot of landlords think I'll stick a bit of damp block on in that bay window cover it with paint and yeah. we, we won't worry about it yeah um, problem with that is coupled with condensation which nine times out of ten tenants generally don't ventilate properties very well. Yeah. Um, it, it can cause all sorts of problems. You're then, you know, it's it's a huge amount of disruption for the tenant. Yeah. Um, you know, there are so many properties that we get whenever we buy a property for us or for a client, we'll always get a damp report on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and nine times out of ten, there's always something that needs doing. Yeah. So you either take it on the chin or you renegotiate with with with, with the vendor. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd always get done. I mean, you could, you know, you go down the route of saying you, you get a decent kitchen, get a decent bathroom. That's generally a given. Yeah. But if you're talking, you know, proper maintenance yeah. um, problems, yeah. I would say damp is the is the biggest thing. Certainly at this time of year as well. Yeah. yeah. Winter months. Yeah. Um, it's um, it, it it can be quite problematic. We use a local firm who are who are pretty good. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's about having the right people to call upon who are going to give you good advice. But yeah. you'll find, especially in those in those bay windows and things it's like that. It's so funny you should say that. In in my single let, I've got the same well, really? the same thing. So the vent underneath the bay window that's been blocked. Yeah. Up. The the um the render outside the, the property has been done too far down. It's yeah. covering all. There's just not covering the air brake. Yeah. There's yeah. No, way no ventilation. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And the tenants aren't opening the windows. Yeah. The heating's That's on. And, and I am, I've had that issue in the past. Yeah. Like how yeah. they? And yeah. it's um, and it's you know, and the a lot of the time it is only a small issue. It's condensation, and the problem is you've then got your tenants ringing you. The house is full of damp. I'm not paying my rent. I mean, the amount of tenants that we have that tell us they have asthma. 
it's it, it's it's ridiculous, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I've I've got asthma. I'm not paying my rent, and you know it 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 can get to a point where it can spiral out of control. And again, it just makes the whole being a landlord not a very nice place to be, you know. Whereas the reality is, if they spent a few hundred quid initially while they were doing the refurb, mm. you wouldn't be in this position because you'd have all your guarantees, you you know, and everything in place. Yeah. yeah. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and. Typical, I'm one myself. Landlords don't like spending money, but you know you'd much rather be spending the money than having a problem tenant threatening to not pay rent, causing problems further down the line mm. because you you have you have to evict that tenant. Yeah. Um. You know you're 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 talking a lot of money in a a, a, a real real not nice time. You know, whereas yeah. you know you do you do all your again you do your due diligence, you do your refer properly initially. It makes it it makes it much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So future proofing it really, isn't it? Just future proofing it, yeah, absolutely. You know, future proofing it because eventually, you know, you've you've got to look bigger picture. You know, the, the, your, your landlord and we we're, we're eventually going to sell those properties, and if those properties have been maintained to a decent standard, you're going to get a lot more for that property. It's going to be a lot easier to sell it mm. than if it's dilapidated, if it's problems, if it's riddled with damp. Yeah. You know, and, and damp becomes then becomes a bigger thing the longer it's left, and it's it's like with anything, you know. So. By, by future proofing it, yes, you're spending the money initially, but you're getting a better quality of tenant who's going to stay longer. Yeah. So you, you, you've got less avoids, your voids are much lower, and you've then got a much more saleable asset at the end of it when you, when you eventually do come to sell. Yeah. So. Less headaches. Less, less headaches. headaches. We're, we're all for less headaches, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in terms of your own business, so where do you see your business going? What's, what's the plans in the future now with your agency? Um, so we've been, we've been operating for five years. Um, and in that time, we, we, we started with six properties, of which of which three of them were mine. <laughs> um, and so we've we've really come on a on a long journey. So I think I think the journey with with with, with the letting agency continues. Yeah. Um, we want to get bigger. We want to get better. We really want to. We want to. We want to give give back a little bit now to the community. So yeah. we've you know in terms of our our work with the council, we want to continue that. We want to continue to help people. Yeah. Um, we personally, um, for for me, we've we've built the letting agency to such an extent now that it, it almost runs itself. We've got a really good team of people here that um, have a really good work ethic. Have a really yeah. have, have a lot about them. Um, so the letting agency almost runs itself. So on a personal level, I want to continue to develop my own portfolio. Um, so I've got a portfolio of ten single lets, um, mainly Ellesmere Port. I'm originally from Ellesmere Port. Um, so bought up there quite quite a few properties up up in, in and around there. So looking to develop that a little bit more. Maybe getting serviced accommodation. That's something I've, I'm toying with at the minute. Um, I also do like you guys do sourcing services, so which which actually feeds our, our other businesses. So we do a lot of work with clients overseas. So we've got a big base in Hong Kong at the minute. Nice. Doing a lot of work with clients in Hong Kong um, and the Middle East. If you don't mind me asking, so them them properties that you've got in your portfolio that yeah. are in Ellesmere Port, mm. just to give people a bit of an idea, what are you typically buying them for, and what do they rent for? So what what I would generally do is um, I went through the progressive property um, educational courses yeah. six or seven years ago, so I've done all that. So I, I kind of I'm on a landlord level. Yeah. Um, so I do. I did a lot of direct vendor work. Um, you know, a lot of um, leaflet targeting that sort of yeah. stuff. It's a, it's a little bit nerdy, I know, but 
little you know leaflets like Facebook marketing. Facebook's a great place to yeah. to target people and market to people. Do you want to sell your property? And you know, the success rates aren't aren't always great, depending on where you're doing that. Um, to give you an example, the last property we bought um, was in Ellesmere Port, and that was it was a two bed terrace. In, it's called the Fields in Ellesmere Port. So it's Ellesmere Port Town Centre, traditional terraced houses, rent every day of the week, no problem. Yeah, even the two beds. Yeah. Even, even the two beds? Yeah, even the two beds. So we bought it for 60. Yeah. It needed 15K on it. So, you know, we were all in at 75. It was direct to vendor. We paid their legal fees, you know. Nice. Um, and it's worth now. I suspect I haven't had it value, but my my guess will be it's worth ninety. Nice. Okay. So you, so, didn't, you didn't do you didn't refinance straight away. No, I haven't refinanced it yet. I've got a tenant. We we actually found a tenant for the property. Um, my the, the team here within the letting agency found me a tenant whilst the refurb was still ongoing. Yeah. Um, and literally as the cleaners were cleaning the property, the tenant was moving in. Right. Nice. Um, nice. gets gets me five two five a month. Um, good, and I'll probably wait till the summer look to refinance if I can refinance it somewhere close to 100k if I can get yeah, yeah. a good decent valuation yeah um, then great so yeah. you're in a safe position you've got a yeah, lot of equity absolutely there, yeah absolutely yeah. Pull, pull some money out of it to on to the next one and that, that's generally the idea and that, that's usually the idea with our clients as well you know unless yeah. every client's a little bit different um, some want their money in the money out yeah. those deals are a little bit harder to get now but they're still out there yeah. some landlords are happy to part the money yeah Um everybody's a little bit different yeah. um so yeah so on a personal level it's it's continue with our investment services because mm. our investment services feed our letting agency they feed the monster if you like yeah. um uh, which is a really good way to build the business um and on the back of that personally it, it, it's kind of it's beneficial as well because i'm yeah. able to build my own portfolio all ties in together doesn't it? all ties in you know it's yeah. i mean we we do you know it's a little bit of everything almost it, it almost feeds into one yeah, yeah. um which is a good position to be in, and it, the reality is, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have grown as much as as we have done. Yeah. Um. You know, we're not a a general run of the mill high street letting agency. You know, it's yeah. um, and we we don't need to be. We're not, we're not trying to be that. You know, we don't want to um, you know, sit round and you know let people come in from the street and ask if they've got what what property we've got to let. You know, we feel like we're a little bit more diverse than that. You know, we'll go to people and say, right, what are you looking for? Yeah. Let's go out. Let's find you something. Yeah. These are the numbers on it. Yeah. Um, and as I said, a lot of our clients they don't they want no Birkenhead if they walk through it. You yeah, know, yeah. it's um, you know, but it's it's a numbers game. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're we're really fortunate as you will be with your clients. You know, you they they trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, that's a big thing because you know they're trusting you with what is their biggest asset. Yeah. Um, in property, so for us that that means a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's great. Thanks for wrapping up there. Or? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks very much. No Tom. problem. Cheers, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, yeah, it's brilliant having you. See you later. See you later. We talk about property, business, and everything in between. Hosted by Jack Heskin Taylor and Joe McCarthy. Sharing the stories of entrepreneurs, property investors, and our journey to health, wealth, and happiness. 